podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to Rugby League Lunch Hour. Uh, we've got we've, we've got another another lad in uh, today. We, we've traded James Gordon in the editor for a younger model uh, in the shape of Josh McAllister. Josh McAllister uh, has has done previous uh, work with Love Rugby League. He's part of the JDG media team as well, doing a bit of media and marketing. He, he likes to jump on loverbelly.com uh, every now and then yeah. uh, when me and James are off, off on our jollies in France or uh, Barcelona or wherever, hopefully Valencia sometime soon. Um, Josh also does a little bit of work for, for Swinton as well uh, in their media team. Uh, I've always been uh, a fan of Swinton media team. They've uh, they always seem to bat above the weight, um, so we're just going to be talking everything Great Britain. Uh, obviously, they, they've lost every single game on the tour. They've they've gone down to a four 0 defeat uh, against Tonga, New Zealand twice, and Papua New Guinea. Um, and we're also going to be talking Wayne Bennett, all things at the RFL. I'm uh, in the French Magic Weekend. Obviously, we, we was kind of open Jim would be here, so me and James would be, have, be able to have a little bit of a discussion uh, about the French Magic Weekend and but what I, we got up to. I can ask you questions about it, can't but I? Josh is going to ask me questions <laughs> about it, even though I'm the host. Uh, first things first, let's, we, we can't really go past uh, Great Britain, Josh. Um, losing four games out of four on the tour. Uh, what do you make of, it or make of it as a whole? Um, it's, it's very disappointing for, for myself. It is very disappointing. I, I think we, you know, we'll find out the future of Wayne Bennett. I think soon, but I think from the start, appointing him as England and Great Britain is a conflict of interest. Mm. So with the lack of international games that we have, he's obviously seen it as a chance to look at his English players for the upcoming World Cup. So really, you know, it goes beyond Wayne Bennett. I think there needs to be more tests for England so Great Britain can develop. Um, but yeah, it's, it has been very disappointing, hasn't it? Uh, just remember to, to keep getting your comments in. Uh, if you want us to discuss anything in particular, uh, then we will do. I don't think Wayne Bennett should be sacked. I think, I think he's been put in a tricky situation and a conflict of interest between him, England, and Great Britain. I've seen it, and, and some he has made some some odd comments, hasn't he, while he's been away. But I think he's had a, he's a good he's got a good reputation. He's a good coach. Keep him as England, but find someone who's a great. Group. That's very interesting to be fair because I I was going to uh, suggest something different. Uh, I think the majority of this this Great Britain squad is English, isn't it? It's yeah. um it's been an England team really, apart from uh, obviously uh, Lachlan Coote, uh, who's played for Scotland, and Joe Philbin, uh, who's played for Ireland as well. Um, I think they've underperformed massively on this tour. You'd certainly be expecting them to beat Papua New Guinea. Um, try not to disrespect the Cummels too much, but um, they have players who play in League One compared to obviously the big the big money earners uh, in Super League that GB uh, have got. So uh, I think I think they need a new coach. I think Sean Wayne's the man for the job. Um, a lot of people say that. Will uh, say I'm being a little bit biased uh, because I'm a, obviously I'm a Wigan. Lab, um, but I think Sean Wayne has got everything uh, to to be an international coach. He's obviously out of the game at the moment. Uh, he's, he's obviously with the Scottish Rugby Union. I think he'd be a, a perfect fit for for GB. I think he'd, he'd have the passion uh, and the drive. A lot of people will probably make a comment on his playing style. Obviously, the, the some of the Wigan fans uh, got bored uh, towards the back end of his tenure at the Warriors because of his uh, well. 
let's just say it was very well structured through was, the yeah. middle. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, so you won trophies yeah, with, yeah. with Wigan, um, and that's something England and Great Britain need to be doing. They need to be they need to be beating the top teams, and they, 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 I think they've fallen back massively uh, compared to last year because they obviously beat the Kiwis in the three match test series, and. New Zealand this year look look different class. Um, they they totally outsmarted uh, the the Lions in both games. I was the second game against the Kiwis. I was majorly disappointed with Great Britain. I didn't watch the Papua New Guinea game because obviously me and James were in France covering the Magic Weekend. We we actually woke up at, uh, at half past eight in France to try and try and get the the Papua New Guinea game up, but. Uh, the BBC didn't allow us because we was in France, um, so we couldn't. Would you avoid playing as Great Britain and England then? But uh, no, I I I I'd get rid of Bennett. I'm going. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I I think he's he's done what he can with with England. I think they have made leaps um, going forward since he came in in 2016. I think it was. Uh, they they've certainly improved, but I think. Sean Wayne would take uh, England to the next level, um, and I think he'd, he'd possibly uh, win a World Cup with cool. England, or, or and I think it'd be the same with the Lions as well. But I do agree with uh, what you're saying in regards to I think there should be another coach for Great Britain and for England. Maybe you could have Daryl Powell as a Great Britain coach and Sean Wayne as the England coach, or vice versa. Uh, I think it needs a separate identity, and I think yeah. the Lions brand has been tarnished on this tour because, let, let's face it, um, it, it was an English, English team. Uh, there was there was barely any representatives from Wales, uh, Ireland, and Scotland. Reading Grace for me should have been the the catalyst for for the, the other home nations. Um, he, sh he definitely should have been in the. Uh, and the only pit two wingers as well did the Lions so I was massively disappointed with the squad selection I think Bennett got it all wrong um, I think it, it also proves a little bit that, is, that he doesn't really watch much Super League because uh, if he did then I think Regan Grace would have, would have been in the squad and I think Ash Hanley would have been in the squad um, That was another disappointment wasn't it flying him all the way Well, he's, he's, certainly, he's certainly racked up uh, the Ermals as in him, uh, Kat says Winters here. Drew, had, <laughs> Drew hasn't got his shorts on. That's what I said. Kat's <laughs> right. Um, well, well, no, it's, it's not. It's, it's, it's not because it's here. Uh, I've, I've got my um, I've got my jeans on just because uh, I'm going to an RFL meeting a little bit later on. So, so Kat, you've got to you've got to look professional sometimes. Uh, I can't believe how many people are also in my shorts. Aaron Bowie says, can we please get subtitles for Drew? Morganese. What are you on about, Aaron? Um, I'm, getting a lot, I'm getting a little bit of stick here. Um, so we, just speak about yourself at Swinton as well, Josh. Uh, what's your role at, at Swinton and, and how did that come about? Uh, so I was at university. Um, it was actually James that got me in touch at Swinton. So I joined, I think, halfway through the 2018 season, uh, which wasn't a great season for Swinton. I think they ended up in the playoff case working to that year. And then 2019, Stuart Littler uh, and his assistant coach, Alan Coleman, they did really well, recruited really, really well. The likes of Gavin Venue and appointed Bobby Lloyd as captain. And 2019 was really good, so I do a bit of the social media, did cover game days, um, all that stuff, signing news, 
Mm. And then obviously towards the end of 2019, it's been a bit of a journey. But mm. things are on the rise again. Steve Waz taking charge, balls coming together. I think they're just waiting for RFL improvement. Uh, they were signing a few youngsters, Ben Hayes and Thato Heath, who played well in the Challenge Cup uh, against, was it North Wales Crusaders? Uh, Aslinton hoping Hayes can be like the Matty Ashton. Matty Ashton, well, why not? Yeah, because they signed another youngster called Louis Brogan, who he, he represented England, uh, I think it was under 21, under 23's championship. So I think it is the hope to look next, Matty Ashton, who obviously look at the success he's become first year. Mm. Top try scorer. Uh, um, how are things looking at Swinton now? Obviously, because we had the the big change over the course of the off season. Uh, Andy Maisie, the chairman, all the directors uh, left the club, and they're in discussions now to take over at Rochdale. Um, how are things looking uh, at Swinton? Because obviously they're not going to be go becoming uh, Manchester Lions anymore. Yeah, I think they are. Yeah, remaining Swin Swinton. As I say, Steve Wiles doing a good job there. I think they're, they're slowly, uh, you know, things are coming together aboard. I think are going to be announced soon. I think they're just waiting for RFL approval. So things are looking up. I think Stuart Little again has got himself a good squad. They managed to retain a major core of the 2019 squad, which is something maybe they failed to do in the past. And they've kept sort of, I don't know, Matty Ashton's gone, but they've kept big star players such as Gavin Bennion and, and Rodri Lloyd uh, for the 2020 season. So I, I think, you know, on the pitch, they're looking all right. And off the pitch, as, as long as the fans back them, you know, they're getting bums on seats and people paying tickets and I think season tickets were on sale and shirts hopefully on sale before Christmas. I think 2020 should be alright despite you know what's happened and you know best of luck to the, the board if they take over mm -hmm. Rochdale and say I worked closely with them last season and the year before that. So best of luck to them. I think you know Rochdale they could be in a good place if they join them because they're a really good boy. Good stuff. We've got a couple of comments coming through on Facebook now. Jack Appleby says uh, do you think the failed GB test reflects how we will be be performing at the World Cup, do we have the players to perform uh, to our best capability? Uh, obviously, it's cross-wise, though, because obviously England are sep well, are supposed to be separate yeah, um, from Great Britain. Uh, I just think this tour has been a failure. I, I, I think there's a number of reasons why this tour has been a failure. I don't think the Lions brand was taken seriously from the start. I think there should have been um, a selection process that you... you that you have to go through, like in rugby union, where there is a good group of people from England, good group uh, from Wales, a, a big group from Ireland, and another big group from Scotland. I think you've got to have representatives from each nation. Um, I don't I think, think there's been one positive headline as the of this Great Britain tour. I, I don't think there has. And it's a shame um, because when it was coming back, there was such. A I think the only good thing about the Great Britain tour has been seeing the kits. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In the training gear, uh, I, I think that's <laughs> that's been, been, nice, the yeah. been the only uh, the only positive so far. Which is a real shame. Uh, I'm sorry, I still can't get over that comment from Matt, uh, Aaron. I'll have a word with him next time I see him. <laughs> he, he can't give me a stick about my Wigan accent. He's from Bradford. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Kev says there is no lie involved. That uh, they need to reevaluate re after the poor performances uh, in all of the games as the Lions only have three weeks uh, together. Not enough time. Well, there has been quite a lot of uh, a lot made of England slash uh, GB not having a mid-season international as well. Do you think that? Um, yeah, I think. Pampered. Yeah, uh, the lines a little. As it is, you know, Wayne Bennett can take a lot of the fault, but it is because we don't have enough international tests. So again, he's seen Great Britain as a chance to see his English players for the upcoming World Cup if he has obviously signed on for that because of the lack of internationals we have. So he's not been able to see his players. So I think you've talked about it with James before. What's 
nothing stopping us to, to bring back the exiles maybe mm-hmm. for a mid-season competition um, I think it was Fox Lee that tweeted a picture a graphic with all the players that could be involved and it was a good lineup, wasn't it uh, I, I'm sure it'll attract uh, large attendances as well in 2020 with the, the recent signing of uh, Sonny Bill Williams exactly yeah Sonny Bill Williams and then you know even like big names James Maloney at Catalan Dragons there's plenty of big names to, to attract fans to go and watch it and how many years did we have the exiles for I think it was only a couple, yeah. it? maybe two I mean, or three years. Enough chance. I saw someone post saying state, state of Origin wasn't a success at first, but keep with it and look at mm-hmm. it now. Obviously, we're not going to get the same State of Origin, but if you can get 10,000 people to watch England versus Exiles, not only is it good for the game, it's good for the England squad, then it may be in the long term benefit Great Britain because England have their own separate mm-hmm. identity in games. True. Um, I think the Exiles could be brought back, and I think the overseas category of players now in Super League is much stronger than it was when oh, the yeah, Exiles so. um, were, were formed because of the marquee ruling. Um, obviously, I don't think you'll be able to have Jackson Hastings, uh, Lachlan Coote, well, I argued for uh, ja- George Burgess, uh, like Fox League tweeted. Should we, should we get Fox League? Yeah. Uh, well, would you be able to have Lachlan Coote? Because obviously he's Scottish. And exiles is England uh, versus. Surely not. Well, especially, well, especially if you're sticking with a GB theme. some debate. Well, but if it's, if it's England, but anyway. Well, the, the exiles are uh, 17 uh, that the that Fox League uh, tweeted earlier was Lachlan Cooter, fullback, Sean Kennedy, the new Hulk R signing, and David Mead, the uh, Papua New Guinea international, the Catalans on the wing. Uh, in the centres, a very good centre period of uh, Conrad Hurrell of Tonga. And Kevin Nagama of Fiji. And you've also got a uh, new Casper winger, Becky. You have. You've got to watch how you say his name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had to think about that one. <laughs> Fox, uh, Fox League uh, have included Gareth Widdop in the halves. Obviously, he's only ever played in the NRL, but. Um, he is English, so. He is English. Uh, James Maloney as scrum half. George Burgess at eight, and uh, David Fafita at ten. Um, Again, George Burgess will be playing for England, but he will. Tom, Tommy Lugawai at nine. Manu Mal, the Tongan Terminator, as he's called. Sonny Bill Williams in the back row. That, that is a and strong back yeah, row. Yeah. And just his name alone, you're going to sell tickets. Exiles featuring SBW. You're going to mm. sell tickets, aren't you? Super Benny Westwood playing? I think so, yeah. Um, <laughs> Trent Merrin at Loose Forward, who's he's obviously played for uh, Australia as well. Played in the, the World Cup final, I think it was in 2013. 17. <laughs> uh, Jackson Hastings, <laughs> Ben Murdoch Vasilis, Sam Cassiano, uh, and Kenny Edwards on the bench. It's a big bench as well. Cassiano, yeah, I think he's played for uh, Samoa. Ben Murdoch Vasilis, obviously, Tonga International. Uh, Jackson Hastings, obviously, he's, he's, uh, I think he's, uh, he's putting his future towards England. Yeah, he's so he's, he's obviously played for Great Britain. He's uh, got plenty of, of half-backs to choose from the Super League, haven't you? And Kenny Edwards as well, um, who's obviously uh, for the Giants. Uh, this season yeah. after joining from Catalan that would be a very strong team I think I genuinely think the Exiles could work I think it would generate, generate big excitement just because of the calibre of players uh, in the Exiles this time around because I just think looking from 1 to 17 they're obviously you, you'd have to take the, the British boys out um, I'd assume um, but looking at, at the calibre of players it's, it's very strong um, Hurl and Nagama in the centres uh, is a very, very good centre pairing. Uh, but, but look at the pack like Manu Mal, Sonny Bill Williams in the back row, Trent Merrin, 
who's uh, obviously the marquee man at Leeds. Sam Cassiano, Ken Edwards coming off the bench, adding plenty of firepower. And Ben Murdoch still as well. He's, he's just a beast. Uh, I'd, I'd like to see the exile return, but if not, then you could even have England, England or GB, depending what what the plan the RFL plans are for next year. You could just play France. Would, yeah. Fra- would France not be better as a mid-season international than having no mid-season international at all? Any team like that, France. Ireland, Wales, Scotland. Well, you could even, even if you have it, if you have it in there, you could even have a combined Celtic team, couldn't you? Uh, Scotland, uh, Ireland, Wales versus England. Um, but and there's your competition for Great Britain places. If, mm-hmm. if it is to continue. Well, exactly. Um, it certainly gives the selectors uh, a little bit of a, a headache. Could you have War of the Rules in return? Are you not for that? No, yeah, I'm not against it. I think was it, Yorkshire. Yeah, was there a charity game for it earlier this year? Yeah, and that got quite a few tickets sold, did it not? Yeah, so I think I think the exiles will be the big one. Um, but if that can't happen for for whatever reason, um, I, th- I think I I I don't see why a, a test against France would be a bad thing to be honest because um, in France or play Scotland in Scotland, so then. Yeah, I think if, you, if, if, if England play France in Perpignan or Carcassonne, where I've been this weekend, obviously it's, it's France, the, the ground <laughs> old uh, 10,000. Um, the ground old 10,000 10, in Carcassonne, and, and I think you'd, you'd sell it out as well yeah, if you would, took it. England over there. But the thing is, as well, is I didn't realise until the weekend gone uh, when I was there for the Magic weekend that. It's it's a massive sport in the south of France. Uh, a lot of people are very passionate uh, about rugby, league, whether they play it or follow it. Um, and I think I think that'd be a good thing for the game. And you could even have like um, you can make it into an annual fixture then. So so um, you always play France in France, or one year you could have, uh, play them in France, then the next year in England, then the, the following year in France, or you could just play it in France every year. So one year you could go to Avignon. The next year you go to Carcassonne, the next year to Perpignan, uh, the the following year to Lesignon, wherever, uh, and and that help grow the game in France, and that give the French players a little bit of an incentive as well to to play for the national side. Obviously, there's quite a lot of uproar at the minute uh, regarding the the French national team with the French federation and so on. Uh, but I think that'd give a little bit of passion back into the French national team and. Uh, I'd like to see it as well and it'd make it a bit more of a test for England as well having to go over there and maybe stay in France for a week and so on um, and no disrespect to France like but I think at the 2013 World Cup I think they played England in the quarterfinals at mm. DW and now you know five years later six years later they're not the team they used to be are they? Mm. even though they've got they've got just as good talent and players but we saw plenty of them missing uh, for the yeah. Nines competition down under, so I think you need to develop, get back at developing the France team again and getting them into the top top six ranked teams because mm. they've got the talent. Uh, well, and I hope that we can uh, we can see a strong French national side uh, within the next couple of years and, and let's see it flourish again. Louis Bank says Exiles was class and the merchandise was great too. I remember some of the kits for the Exiles; they, they were very nice yeah. kits, weren't they? Um, and they had like Danny Badiris playing. See, see Soliola playing. Uh, Tommy Lulu, I think, played as well when 
here in his first stint at Wigan. Uh, let's just uh, run through some of the news, some of the news that you covered this lunchtime, Josh. So, Sean Lunt joining Batley for 2020. Big time for the Bulldogs. Yeah, it's a good signing experience, Sean Lunt. I think he's one grand, fa- grand final win, three Challenge Cup appearances. I think he comes with plenty of experience and, you know, Batley are always around about mid-table, mm-hmm. sort of challenging to try and get in the top maybe six, seven. So maybe this year will be, be their year. Would you not hope he was going to be joining Swinton? <laughs> no, I'm happy with Luke Waterworth. Uh, Australia legend and Queensland legend Cameron Smith will play on in 2020 after signing a new deal with the Melbourne Storm. Uh, he just seems to get better with age. He's like a fine nice. wine. Sasai Feki, as you mentioned earlier, has arrived at Castleford. He, he's in the midst of pre-season training as well with the Tigers. He's going to be a good signing for them, isn't he? He's going to be a quality signing for them. Yeah, yeah I think he was still playing fairly regular for Cronulla Sharks in the NRL mm-hmm. before he joined. He was. So I think he's a quality signing. And again, another name for the Exiles alongside Ben French. Yeah. I don't think he was in that start in 17. He's another quality player that could play for the Exiles. Uh, calls for Ottawa and New York to skip League One, uh, says Barrow Chairman Steve Neal. Uh, he believes that obviously clubs, Hartland clubs, shall we say, uh, clubs with not a big budget in League One um, will struggle to, to compete with the likes of the big spenders uh, in New York and Ottawa. What what are your thoughts on that? Do you think they should there should be a fast tracking system, or do you think they should start White Toronto Wolfpack started in League One and yeah, be forced yeah. to, to rise through the league? That's the thing. If you put them straight to the Championship, or well, it will be the Championship, won't it? Toronto Wolfpack are going to have to argue then why do we have to start in League One? Mm. I think they should have to work their way up. Um, as long as it's no expense to the League One teams, because even then it's a good experience for for those players who you know might be on small contracts, players who play for their chance to go over to to those cities and play. I think you know a life experience. Yeah, uh, I agree. I'd, sometimes you can see you can see both sides of the the argument. Can't you? You feel if they they should be made to start at the bottom because they're a new club. Yeah. Um, but then again, when they're spending four or five times what the the fellow teams yeah. are doing, uh, maybe maybe more than that amount, maybe eight or nine times what the fellow teams are doing, uh, you you might think, well, what what's what's the point in, in even trying or competing this year because they're massive favourites uh, to gain promotion. Uh, I was actually speaking to Jake Emmett on the weekend, and he he joined Toronto. When for their inaugural season in 2017, when they when they played in League One, and obviously Jake Emmett's always been, uh, he's he never played League One before. He's either been in Super League or he's been in the Championship. So they were signing these caliber of players, were the top end uh, players in this country, who was being forced to to play in League One. Um, so you, you do feel as though. In, in like a commentary at the time or maybe a Workington or a Whitehaven we're thinking oh, it's, let's save our, our money a little bit wait for them to get into the leagues and then we'll spend a little bit more next year um, so there are yeah, you can two sides of the story former Super League player uh, Matt Gardner will coach the Brazil women's team at the 2021 World Cup Um he, he played for Brazil at the Rugby Sevens at the 2016 Olympics. Uh, his mother's Brazilian, 
Uh, we've got the off-the-record off gossip column out uh, every single Wednesday. It's always a popular feature. Uh, Jake, I was even saying he reads the, uh, reads yeah. the gossip uh, every time it comes out, uh, which we, we, me either. and James were, were pleasantly uh, surprised about. And off-the-record this week, Josh Woods, the Wigan Warriors half-back, uh, is set to be signed with Lee. Uh, Centurions obviously spent the season on loan at, at the Centurions. He hit one call, which I think she's switching <laughs> off right now. That's not Lisa. Thanks, um, and we've got quite a little bit of um, quite a lot of French news on site as well this week. SBW is he off to France? Make sure you're clicking uh, the off the record at Rugby League Rumors and Gossip. Uh, 13 familiar faces who played at the 2019 French Magic Weekend. That took me a while to feature yesterday. Yeah, it's a good read as well. It, it took me a while trying to find all the images of all 13 <laughs> players as well. Um, Josh, I love you more. Uh, Peter Godinet, former Wakefield man, uh, he was in action as well. Um, th- there was plenty of ex Super League players, Championship players, League One players, uh, France internationals uh, on show. In Carcassonne, Rochdale start Darbrum has drawn uh, all them for the 2020 season. Uh, very good signing, um, in my opinion. Can play fullback or halfback. Newcastle stalwart uh, Reese Clark has signed a new deal with Thunder. The 2021 World Cup draw has been delayed. It was meant to be taking place next Wednesday, um, but for some reason it's been put back to, to January. There's been no explanation as to why it's been put back to January, uh, but it has. I'm sure you'll find out soon, won't you? I'm sure we will. Well, I hope we will. Uh, Christian Wolf, I was at the St. Helens press conference on Tuesday uh, for the unveiling of Christian Wolf uh, as St. Helens coach. It was the first time he'd spoken to the media since being uh, over in the UK. He seems a great guy. Seems uh, He speaks honest, um, and that's all you can ask for. As for from a coach, uh, he, he did say he, he was keen to stay on as Tonga coach uh, as well as being the boss of uh, St Helens. Wayne Bennett is not the right man for Great Britain and England, says Phil Clark. Thoughts on this, Josh? I said it earlier, didn't I? I think yeah. it was a conflict of interest. I keep. The things you want to see Sean Wayne coaching regularly, don't you? And if he coaches Great Britain, then he's not going to coach. As much as you would with England, oh, it's, it's it is a conflict of interest. It's a tough one. I think, I think Wayne Bennett will stay on as England coach, but they'll have to find another Great Britain coach if Great Britain, you know, is to carry on again after Britain. this disappointing tour. Uh, French clubs are keen to return to the Challenge Cup. A piece that editor James Gordon did earlier on in the week. Uh, we obviously. We're, we were in France and we've not mentioned Do you want to talk already. about it? Go on, <laughs> go on. I'm five minutes. I'll sit back. The core, the core manager, the core coach of Carcassonne, it, Fred uh, Camel, he does a little bit of everything, to be fair. He's a kit man. He's a, he's a director. He's co-chairman. He's, he's a bit, he just does everything. He picked you up in the airport. Fred Camel. He's a taxi driver. Yeah. Yeah, he's, a, he's, a ta- he's a taxi driver. No, he's not. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a firefighter. He's in, in his day job, yeah. Whitehaven Joe of um, Callum Phillips, Scotland International, and Sam Forrester, the half-back pairing that got Whitehaven uh, promoted to the Championship last year, they've signed uh, new deals with the club. It's good to see players rewarded, isn't it? Well, we've, ju- we've just been speaking about France. We may as well have a little five or ten-minute chat 
on the French Magic Weekend. But we, we, keep, dying to do we, this. Keep, we keep mentioning it, we keep coming back to it. We may have, have, a, have a little chat now. Me and James are all went on Friday, came back Monday. Uh, the French Magic Weekend took place in Carcassonne on the Saturday and the Sunday. Uh, there were well, there was meant to be five games taking place overall, but only four went ahead. The Toulouse game with Saint Gordon's got postponed because of uh, an illness in the Toulouse camp. I think I believe they have uh, some of well, a lot of the players have the mumps, um, and that's why they didn't play. Uh, I I've, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It wasn't a big crowd uh, in Carcassonne, but the Magic Weekend kicked the season off in France. The Elite One. Uh, championship. When, when speaking to to Fred Camel after uh, the game, he says it was the first time the Magic Weekend had been held on the opening day of the season uh, to kick off the season. But that's why not as many fans went to the game because uh, went to the games because obviously one it's TV, it was shown on TV for the first time, and two was because it was freezing. Yeah. <laughs> it was it. it was did about, you wear shorts? It, I didn't wear shorts. I wore shorts. I wore shorts when me and James went out for breakfast on the on the. the I'm surprised you took a pair of shorts. I always wear shorts. Having your suitcase going, no, I'll need a pair of shorts. No, but it, it was. I, I got it right because on the Saturday morning it was about ten degrees. The sun were out, and, and James had his big bubble, his lovely bubble jacket on, and uh, he was actually getting quite sweaty. So I was. <laughs> Shorts and a fleece. Um, so I was winning in that aspect, but um, yeah, it was it was brilliant. It was a good experience. Um, the the food though, they don't eat honestly, and this is not being stereotypical in France in in the south of France anyway. Every meal you have bread with it, so that was no go for me no carb diet. And um, every meal they they have French fries. It, it's either you get a baguette or French fries with every single meal you have in France because that's what me and James did. Uh, I think I think we must have had about six baguettes over the course of four days and, and maybe yeah yeah I did I did uh, maybe four or five uh, rounds of French fries as well uh, and we had we had some meat in there but it was mainly it was mainly carbs on carbs. Um, James mentioned this morning that you lost some weight though. I did. I, I lost yeah. some weight. I, I weigh myself. I wear myself every Sunday, I'm on the road camp night at the minute, I lost four pounds from Sunday to Sunday. Um, so the, the carb diet was actually doing doing me some good. Um, but there was about 600 I think, I'd say, overall on the second day. The first day maybe 400 foot, uh, to 500. I was a little bit disappointed with, with the crowd figures, I'm not going to lie, but uh, they do get much bigger crowds in summertime, obviously when when the weather is good, um, because it, it it was cold for me, and James, at eight to nine degrees. It was cold for me, and James, who not who who were used to this kind of cold weather, uh, whereas in France, they they were like um, they were staggered that, that it was that cold uh, for the for this time of year. So um, I think I think the weather did have a lot to do with the intensities. Maybe they could have got over a thousand if. If the sun was shining, and I think they would have done, uh, but it, a great concept. We've had a lot of uh, good comments coming through, um, saying that they enjoyed the coverage. Uh, so we do appreciate the the kind words. We're just trying to do something a little different. We're, we're trying to, we are expansionist, uh, a little expansionist, a little bit more close to home rather than North America. Um, but we we thoroughly enjoyed it. There's an appetite for the game in France. All the all the foundations are there. They've actually got big budgets as well. 
some of the French clubs. Uh, I think Lesignon have got about £800,000 uh, per year to, to spend. That's, that's not just on player wages, obviously that's on uh, training equipment, staff, facilities. Um, but Carcassonne have got about £30,000 per month to put, to pay players. So if it's you, a decent if, 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 isn't it? Yeah, so if you've got a squad of, of 25, it's obviously working out at around £1,200. Per player on average, I think. But obviously, you'll have, nice. you'll have some higher earners, yeah. and you'll have, you'll have some some, uh, some of the squad numbers. Some paid lower you earners, yeah. Um, but thirty thousand pound a month, I think. All them in League One last season had ninety five thousand. Um, so when you compare compare that, it's it's quite it's massive, really. It's you've got triple the budget of of what all them have, who are obviously a Hartland club and and one League One. Uh, well, didn't win League One, but they gained promotion from League One to the Championship uh, last season. How were the games themselves? Were they good? It was pretty. It was a good, good, good quality. I think um, there were some players who were, who were who were obviously far better than other players. Um, but there's, there's some good French talent coming through. There was a fullback for Avignon uh, called Corentin Ray. I think he was eighteen or maybe nineteen, and was. Light, lightning. He, he wore a head guard a little bit similar to we, we, me and James have started to compare him to Kelly Ponga. Um, <laughs> comparison that one. <laughs> purely just because of the head guard. Uh, but he scored a hat trick, uh, very quick feet. He's got a big future in the game for, for sure. There was a guy, a bat rower for, for Saint Esther V. He was six foot eight, uh, called Corinthian Lecam, uh, and he was 20. So he was six foot eight and twenty years of age. He was a big boy, um, and I think he's got a big future. I think he scored. He definitely scored one. Might have scored two. Um, so there's plenty of talent there, um, and each each team are allowed three expat players. So three overseas players in effect, but in France they call them expat players. Um, so you can't just go out and sign Australians and English players. Uh, just so that they can have a better team, they're actually focused on developing French players, which I which I think is pretty good. It's it's a good way for for the French game to grow and to develop. Uh, there's a lot of good players on on, on show. Uh, we've, got, we've got a couple more comments, and we'll we'll wrap it up for the French roundup though, because obviously you you, did, hours, you, did, right. you didn't come with us, Josh. So uh, so you you did so. Uh, saw the pictures. Uh, Owen Lockwood says, what are your thoughts on Sean Tabatley? Um, a massive signing, we covered it just before, but because obviously Owen's, exciting, Owen's asked yeah. it, we'll, we'll cover it again. I think, I think it's a massive signing for, for Batley, uh, super league standard player for sure. He's maybe not had the, the best couple of years uh, in recent years in regards to his performances. Obviously he's had his difficulties off the field as well. Um, but I think if he, if he can maintain his fitness, it's more than a good He's, a good yeah, he's, a, he's a quality signing, I think, for any championship team, really. So I think, you know, he'll bring something to Bali, definitely. Mm. Uh, Louis says, Wayne Bennett has shown he doesn't look outside of the NRL with his bizarre squad selections. No one is doubting his ability, uh, but it needs to be either a full time coach or someone of his base over here and not in the NRL. Which is what you were saying yeah, before. Was so it, Sean Wayne for, for Great Britain and Wayne Bennett for England, I think. We'll just stick with Bennett, yeah, definitely. 
quite settled, sticking with me. You're quite uh, set. Bradford captain Stephen Crossley has signed a contract extension with the Bulls. He'll captain the Bulls next season, and Sam Hollis will be his uh, vice captain. James Gordon has done his column this week. Uh, and it's a very good one on Great Britain. Uh, the headline, you don't know what you've got till it's gone. The demise of RL Tours. A uh, very good read. Um, it's gone down uh, a storm on social media as well. Uh, Jared Sammet's been named in the Malta squad to take on the Willis Dragon Arts. Adam Mills is making a rugby league documentary, which will be shown on Channel 4. It is, yeah. Um, Half 11. And another step forward for the sport as well. Yep, good publicity, I think. You know, he talks about it on his on his on his show on Channel Four. Uh, I think the documentary very good. And it, it's a shame it's so late at half eleven. I think it's on like December. Uh, I can't remember the election exact day. day. Is it election day? Twelfth of December. So whatever election day is. <laughs> <laughs> it's now the Adam Hill's documentary day, isn't it? <laughs> um, the women's star Caitlin Bieber has well been nominated for BBC Young Personality of the Year. Uh, she's helped the Rhinos win. The double, the Women's Super League and the Challenge Cup uh, this season and also been uh, here, there and everywhere with England. Uh, they've been on the two-match test tour with Papua New Guinea most recently and obviously played in Australia for England at the World Cup Nines as well. Uh, former Swinton Sherman, Andy Maisie, is leading a consortium to take over Rochdale. So I think that's good. I think four of the board that are at Swinton. Mm. Pete, Richard, Andy... Tony, who does the subscribe It looks like it. <laughs> just think of what I think. I think that's who it says. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's who's leading it. I think it says that in a statement. Um, so yeah, that's a look. If, if that goes all to plan, I think you know Rochdale could be in a good place with, with a good board. So they've, they have insisted though that um, they're not going to be relocating or changing Rochdale Hornets to to Manchester as well. They, that, yeah, they have made that. It, uh, very very clear uh, in the statement that they have released. They're in a good spot, Rochdale, because they're in Rochdale. I think the the point with Swinton was because they hadn't played in Swinton for so long that to move forward they need this name change. And I saw, uh, you know, part of the media team. I saw both sides of it. I saw some fans complain and some fans back it. I was fifty mm. fifty. Well, I supported it. I'm not being you know a lifelong fan of Swinton. I supported it, but you know it didn't it didn't work out in the end. But I think it was a good idea, especially. You know, in 2021, when we're looking at these TV deals, it's easier to sell Manchester and, you know, well, could have been Toronto and the big cities. Um, but Rochdale in a good place, you know, they, they, they co-share a nice ground and they're uh, in the hometown. So I think they're in a good place. Good stuff. Uh, St. George of the Water Dragons have confirmed the signing of Isaac Luke, obviously the, the New Zealand uh, Kiwi veteran. Ellis Gillum returns to Whitehaven as well after a stint at Rochdale. We've got an interesting mailbox uh, that went out on Tuesday, uh, saying a fan uh, suggesting play Challenge Cup games at Magic Weekend instead of um, maybe putting a, an unfair um, extra which was a, an unfair advantage to some teams on yeah. the Super League table. Uh, what what do you think about this? Yeah. Uh, the prospect of this um, playing Challenge Cup games at, at Magic Weekend it, it, it's it's a difficult one because. What what happens if uh, some Super League teams are not in that particular round? 
and you could get championship teams that are in it. Exactly. Uh, James Messenger, who works here one day a week, he was a big fan of this piece. Uh, I think the idea of having a knockout competition and that you know if a championship team was in it, they'd give it everything. Super League team, yeah, they you know they'd probably give it everything as well. So I think the sort of knockout sort of competition would be exciting. But again, like you said, some teams won't feature in it, some will, and you don't really know until closer to the time. So who do you sell tickets to? Who buys a ticket? Because you don't find out until a few weeks before. So, but I think the idea, you know. If, more detail to it, I think it could be a good concept. Yeah, I, I agree. More more thoughts got to go into it. But I think I've said my opinions on Magic Weekend uh, enough. It, it should be scrapped. It's, um, it's a gimmick that we don't need. Uh, Bradford sign Anthony England, uh, former Warrington and Wakefield uh, prop. Uh, a good, good signing a very good signing again in the championship you've got, you've got to think though where, where the money's coming from for the Bulls at the minute you do re-signing some big big names mm -hmm. signing some big names they've also said that they want to, to sign uh, at least six new players as well uh, in the coming weeks uh, so we'll see how that pans out obviously John Key is staying on as Bradford coach next year while they play at Dewsbury's Tetley Stadium uh, London will not take part in the 1895 Cup in 2020. Any thoughts on that, Josh? Uh, I think some championship teams would be happy they don't make, have to make a long trip down south if they were to draw them. Mm -hmm. um, you know, being a cup competition, it, you'd like to see every team involved in it, isn't it? But again, if they've got the choice and they don't think it's beneficial to them, then, then why do it? But again, if they was in it and they got to the final, then it gets played at Wembley and it's a chance to promote their brand. Um, so, you know, you see both sides of it again. New Zealand take top spots in the international world rankings. I'm not going to lie, I've, I've never really got world rankings in any sport. I think they're a bit daft. I think they're a bit um, pointless uh, sometimes. Because mm -hmm. we, all, we all know Australia are the best team in the world. Um, I know they've lost to Tonga, but we all know the Australians are the best team in the world. Not New Zealand. Um, <laughs> I like it. I'm a big fan of Benji Marshall, so he goes. Back I, I, am a, I am a big fan of Benji. Uh, he's a legend of the game. He is. England the third. Obviously, they've gone. They're minus one because it's been Great Britain this this autumn. Make that what you will. So, so Tonga are fourth. I don't. I don't know if Tonga are fourth when they've beaten uh, Great Britain and Australia this autumn. Uh, so they've stayed the same. No idea how. How they just stay there in yeah, England, stay yeah. third when England haven't played an international. Play, I've never understood why the teams like, let's say, you know, your Wales and your Islands and your Italy's are outside the top ten, possibly. You know, I think maybe they could mm. get in the top maybe twelve. Where, where's Wales? Fourteenth. I think Wales could have been a bit better than fourteenth. Your mate, your mate playing for yeah, Wales, but you can. It's hard, to, it's hard to judge, isn't it? Because obviously every team don't play each other, so you can never really well, exactly. judge who's better you'd, than who. But you think if, if Wales played, Wales are 14. If they played if Greece they, at 11. If, if they played Greece in 11, they'd beat, they'd beat Greece, wouldn't they? Yeah, you'd, you'd expect anyway. they go 11th. But, um, yeah. Serbia are 15th, yet Jamaica are 20th. And Jamaica had absolutely slapped Serbia in an international game uh, at present. Cook Islands, who have just who've just qualified for the uh, World Cup uh, are, are right down in the bottom as well. Uh, the the so thing about the Cook Islands is they don't play many test matches. No, they don't. Uh, and that's the only thing that holds the cookies back. Um, so, yeah. The, who's the, guess who the bottom team is? 
the bottom ranked rugby league nation in the yeah, world. Yeah, I should because I put this one on the website, but I can't, <laughs> I can't think. Come on, 40, there's 45 nations in the world rankings at present, in the men's rankings. Who's 45th? You have to tell me. Because with an L. Oh. <laughs> Ends in up here. Oh, right. Well, yeah. When, well, when well, did they I play an international game? No idea. <laughs> no idea. Well, who else is down Canada, there? Canada, 27th. Brazil, down there. 31st of Germany. Brad Billsborough uh, plays for the Germany side. He does, he's just signed for... Who's he just signed for, Brad Billsborough? Oh, you, you, you should know. You, 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 no, you've acted you, up on the website. You've acted up on the rugby league before. <laughs> You're a big fan of him now, yeah? He's uh, signed for North Wales Group South, actually, yes. 2020. Yes. Josh, I'll do your job next time. Terrell to Wolfpack have been confirmed in the Challenge Cup as well next season. They mustn't have had to uh, pay up a bond yeah. uh, to the RFL this time around. But I think it also says... There's two teams out of it, Red Star, Belgrade out of it, who have played last year. And Toulouse, did it say Toulouse right? Uh, Toulouse have not, have not played in it for the last couple of seasons. Yeah, so they're out of uh, it. No. Um, Missy Talapapa has left Newcastle. Yeah. Uh, a big switch up going on at Thunder. Uh, Danny Spets is, is, will continue in his role as, as director of rugby at Kingston Park. Jewsbury have announced the signing of Matt Fleming from uh, London Broncos, the centre. Uh, very good signing. Another good signing in the championship, I think, is Keel Carlisle joining Halifax. Another good hooker. A, v- a very experienced hooker, uh, especially in the championship as well. Um, we've got the paper talk feature. What what's got plenty of transfer talk for the late, from the latest edition of the League Express and League Weekly as well. Uh, buy the papers, um, see plenty more content, but. Um, yeah, we've got Cruz leaning had in a transfer request at Huddersfield. Any idea where he might end up? I think yeah, I think he might be behind a move just across uh, Yorkshire to lead. We'll see how that one uh, plays itself. Uh, Bradford to play in a double header at Headingley as well. Yeah, Sheffield badge just above it. Big fan of that Sheffield badge. I think yeah. it's a, a good new identity for them. Uh, well, well, yeah, I, f- I think it's a, a, a smart badge, isn't it? It's and they released two very, very smart kits. Um, but well, Hendley are going to host uh, three double headers uh, in 2020 because uh, Bradford's championship class with Dewsbury will be played on Sunday, the 21st of June. Uh, Leeds are already due to open Super with a double header uh, against, well, which will feature. Um, Toronto's clash with Castleford because obviously Toronto don't play in Canada uh, until round 11. The Rhinos will also participate in a double header in Toulouse, like you were saying, Josh, um, when their clash against Caflans on May 30th uh, will be played at the Stadion as well, uh, along with Toulouse's match against the London Broncos. And that's obviously the Magique Summer Bash. Apart, so, some people are saying it's the. the uh, the first ever uh, summer bash or slash magic weekend in France, but it's not because me and James were there <laughs> at the weekend uh, for the French League. Yeah, heard you talking about uh, Magic weekend. Uh, so we've got plenty of content on site. We'll have plenty more content throughout the day. Um, I think that just about does us uh, this week. We've got a competition on Love Rugby League. I, d- I didn't even know people st- still did DVDs these days. Both. <laughs> 
we've got DVDs to give away. Uh, very shiny with all the packaging as well. We've got the 2019 Charles Cup final and the uh, Super League season review and grand final uh, in that one. So to enter, just uh, go on to loverugbyleague.com. I think the competitions till not this Monday, the following Monday. I don't know what the date is. It's it's left second of December. My head. It's second of December. Thanks very much to Lucy for telling me that. Uh, enter the competition completely free. Uh, get your hands on some Love Rugby League goodies. Uh, I think that just about uh, does it for us, Josh. Thanks to our sponsors and partners, Heaven and Health. Go on to their website, heaven-n-health.co.uk to order some meal prep to start from just £40. Um, each meal averages out at 350 calories. Uh, and also thanks to our other partners at Betfred as well. Um, they keep us uh, fueled throughout the off-season with plenty of good uh, tipping uh, stories as well. So make sure to, to check them both out. Uh, thanks to Josh for joining me. Um, no thanks to, to James for not joining me this week. Uh, he's, he's having a day off or uh, something. Uh, we will talk about France next week. Uh, until then, have a good week and we'll see you later. Sports Social Podcast Network.